Hello and welcome to this first Household Competition cast. We're doing a series of podcasts that are going to be looking at developments in competition law. And this first podcast is going to discuss competition law in the post-Brexit landscape. Uh, I'm Anna Morphy. I'm a partner in the Competition Disputes team. I'm joined by my partner, Leslie Hanna, in the Competition Disputes team and our counsel, Amandine Guerret, um, in London and Paris. Um, so as a first uh, kicking off uh, the, the conversation, um, just to say we're 18 months into the post-implementation period now, post-Brexit. Um, and Leslie, I wonder if you could just recap what that means in terms of Commission and UK regulators investigations, so their powers to, to start investigations or complete ones that they've got underway. Thanks, Anna. Yes, that's right. So the transition period ended on the 31st of December 2020. Um, and following the end of that period, the CMA, so the UK's regulator, gained new powers and responsibilities um, that were previously exclusively reserved to the European Commission. So prior to that date and Brexit and throughout the transition period, it was it was the Commission that had exclusive competence in relation to investigations with what was called a community dimension. Um, and that community dimension was something that was that was defined in, in the EC's merger regulation itself. This changed um, as of the 1st of January 2021, with the end of the transition period, um, and has meant that the CMA has taken over competence in relation to uh, investigations and decisions which cover the UK market. So what we'll see is a, is a bit of a focus really on the temporality of investigations and decisions. So a focus on timing and scope. Um, so just to sort of chop that up, um, essentially any European Commission decision that was issued prior to the 1st of January 2021, so that's the end of the transition period, or any investigation that was started prior to that date by the European Commission regarding conduct committed to that date is treated in the following way. So any infringement decision by the European Commission is binding on and in the UK, and that will continue to be so um, even where a decision is issued after the end of the transition period, provided the investigation was started prior to the beginning of the transition period. Um, the CMA doesn't have competence um, and it can't open a new investigation in relation to UK elements of that infringement. Um, the CMA can assist or act on behalf of the Commission, um, but the EC remains competent to investigate UK elements of the conduct um, committed prior to the 1st of January 2021. Um, and that means the EU courts have exclusive competence to review the decision. So if there are appeals of that decision, they are dealt with before the General Court and the Court of Justice. Um, now, for investigations that started pr prior to the 1st of January 2021, um, with conduct under investigation ongoing that cover the UK market, after the 31st of December 2021, so the end of that transition period, um, the CMA may investigate the same conduct 
um, but only to the extent it takes place after 31st of December 2020. So you get the sort of parallel um, competence. Um, the Commission has competence to investigate under Articles 101 and 102, conduct taking place both before and after the 31st of December 2020. So, um, and where you have CMA investigations that were initiated before the end of the transition period, they can continue. So you end up in a world where the CMA um, can continue its investigation, but it can no longer apply Articles 101 or 101 to after that end of the transition period. Um, but of course, that means it can continue to investigate suspected infringements of competition law under the Competition Act. And now, is that the, is that the split you had in mind? Um, or should we also cover um, conduct post-2020? Well, it would be useful to uh, understand what happens now um, after the 1st of January 2021. So you're I think it's the position that the, the Commission is obviously not going to be investigating in uh, the UK, but what about the CMA investigations, Amandine? Yes, so for new CMA investigations, uh, so started after the 1st of January 2021, the, the CMA is able to investigate uh, suspected infringements uh, of Chapter 1 or Chapter 2, the Competition Act, in, in relation to conduct that occurred both before um, end of 2020 and after um, end of 2020. Um, the European Commission uh, is able in parallel to investigate the same conduct, this time under articles uh, 101 or 102, only to the extent that this is implemented or produces effects in the Europe European Union. So, so in effect, in light of you know, the cross-border elements of many organisations um, which did not really stop operation uh, either in the UK or in Europe. Um, as of 1st of January 2021, there might be and there will be parallel investigations, um, not just coordinated inspections, as uh, was the case before Brexit, uh, when the CMA was part of the European Competition Network, but really companies would have to deal with two completely separate investigations. Uh, which is likely to add complexity um, to any legal and risk management. Thanks, Amandine. So um, we, we're in a world now where uh, it's, it's particularly complex and you're faced with sort of the tail end of commission investigations that I suppose could go on for several years um, while they conclude the investigations that were initiated pre-Brexit, pre the end of the transition period. Um, with the CMA ramping up and, and having increased jurisdiction in relation to um, investigations that, that they've started after the 1st of January uh, last year, 2021. Um, it's interesting, I think, that the, the CMA and, and the EC have, of course, signalled that they do intend to cooperate uh, closely um, and you know, among themselves and with other regulators. Um, it's interesting that that they don't actually have a formal uh, framework for cooperation in place at the moment. So I do wonder how they're going to manage um, to, to get uh, the granularity of the details that their respective investigations have thrown up um, to coordinate on those. So, for example, uh, RFI responses um, and ability to share uh, material that's been seized in dorm rates and so on. Um, so, so I guess we'll have to see how they how they cope with those challenges. Um, Amandine, is there anything else that uh, that is worth noting in relation to the parallel investigations that are going on, do you feel? 
Uh, yes, we actually have uh, recent examples uh, in, in that respect, and it's interesting to, to see these developments. Um, at, at the present time, there are parallel investigations between uh, the Commission and the CMA, uh, both in relation to antitrust and mergers. Um, but interestingly, uh, regarding um, cartel cases, uh, we have one example of earlier uh, this year in March, uh, when on the very same day, the CMA and the European Commission launched an investigation into the recycling of cars and vans uh, with done rates uh, conducted at the premises of several OEMs across Europe. And, and they, the CMA and European Commission issued uh, both a press release uh, confirming that they were cooperating in that respect. Um, in effect, this is not really new. As I said before, uh, there was coordination regarding done rates in the past. Um, what would be new is that you will have two investigations running pa in parallel. So how this will develop in practice during the investigation uh, remains um, unknown. And obviously it's too early to see separate decisions uh, for the reasons of continued competency uh, we just discussed. Uh, but with this opening of investigations, uh, it will be yeah, it will be a new era. And lastly, I think it's also the case in the digital market. Yeah, that's right, Amandine. So there have been a couple of recent examples of um, cooperation between the European Commission and the CMA through the launch of parallel investigations, um, both in the UK market and uh, in the EU. Um, so the first of those was on the 11th of March 2022, when the CMA announced that it was investigating Google and Meta. So Meta is obviously the new name for Facebook, and it was um, investigating conduct um, concerning um, competition in markets for what's called online display advertising services. So the CMA and the Commission have launched parallel probes into what was called uh, the Jedi Blue Agreement between Google and Meta. So the, the CMA's focus is um, whether those companies restricted or prevented the uptake of, of header bidding services, which so header building is is a different way for publishers. Um, and publishers are, are websites like online newspapers or, or other content providers. Um, and this is a way for those publishers to offer inventory, so advertising space to advertisers. Um, now publishers, um, this was a mechanism for publishers pursuant to which they could offer that advertising space to, to multiple ad exchanges. And that allowed more advertisers to bid and um, potentially leading to more revenue for publishers. Um, and uh, there was a question about whether Google had affected the ability of other firms to compete with Google's products in that area um, because Google offers, offers a number of advertising technology services. So as part of the investigation, um, the CMA is going to consider whether an agreement between Google and Meta, which was codenamed Jedi Blue internally, whether it broke the law. Um, the CMA's investigation goes a little wider. It's also looking at Google's conduct in relation to online display advertising more broadly to see if the firm abused its dominant position and gained an unfair advantage over competitors who were trying to provide similar services. The Commission 
launched its own probe into the agreement. And um, interestingly, it's it's not just the Commission and the CMA who are looking into this. Um, the agreement itself is also the subject of an antitrust complaint by the state of Texas, um, together with other US states currently before the US courts. And um, so we expect to see a pretty close collaboration between the CMA and the European Commission as those investigations develop. And it's not the only one. Um, there's a second one. So on the 26th of May 2022, um, the CMA and the Commission announced investigations into um, Google's practices in the digital advertising technology market. Um, so this is a, a second investigation into Google where the CMA is looking at whether um, Google has restricted competition in the digital advertising technology market in relation to what's known as advertising technology intermediation, which is really, it's a way of putting sellers together with buyers. And in the context of advertising, what that means is there's a, there's a sort of sale of online advertising space you know, similar to that that I referred to before, between sellers who are the publishers, so online newspapers, websites, and buyers of that advertising space um, who are the advertisers themselves. And what the CMA is investigating is whether Google's practices in that area may distort competition. Um, and Google is present at multiple levels of the chain of services which facilitate um, those automated bidding um, and serving of advertising processes. Um, and the, that conduct includes whether Google limited the interoperability of its ad exchange with third party publisher ad servers or potentially tied those services together, making it more difficult for rival ad servers to compete in that market. Thanks, Leslie. So it sounds like there's obviously some scope for uh, coordination, but not necessarily entire overlap in terms of the, the subject matter and the scope of these investigations, which, of course, isn't surprising, given that each um, each authority will have its own will have its own remit and its own focus. I think we we're starting to see this as well in, in relation to mergers, which, of course, are on a faster time frame generally than than the antitrust and cartel investigations that are conducted. And we've already seen um, the, the the split or the, the difference in approach between CMA and, and the European Commission um, since the end of the transition period. Um, a couple of couple of examples were were the cargo tech Kona Cranes uh, merger, which the uh, Commission uh, with, uh, blocked, whereas the, the CMA cleared um, and the, uh, the, the Veolia Suez merger, which um, the Commission cleared and, and the CMA is continuing to investigate in phase two. So some different outcomes there. Um, also, I suppose we've seen the same outcome, but in different phases of the investigation. So the Meta customer merger, which was cleared by the CMA in phase one, uh, went to phase two in the Commission and then was cleared with remedies. Um, again, I, this, this is going to happen and, and probably increasingly so. And the remit um, of these uh, investigations are going to be different. And so the remedies are, are bound to be different. The CMA's also uh, come out um, sceptical comments uh, in relation to some mergers that have been cleared by the Commission. Um, 
prior to this split in uh, in jurisdiction. So I'm thinking in particular of the Google Fitbit uh, clearance by the European Commission in uh, early 2021, uh, which the CMA has expressed some some scepticism of. So I think we are seeing a bit of a patchwork in the uh, in the merger space, and and we'll probably continue to to do that. Um, Amandine and, and Leslie, just just to wrap up, I wondered if uh, you had some thoughts in terms of future issues and what you see on the horizon, um, particularly focusing on the, the degree of coordination or, or degree of divergence that you think we're likely to see. I, I think maybe another good example of um, what's happening at the moment relates to the vertical block exemption regulation, uh, which we don't need to discuss at length, but uh, what we've seen recently um, is that the European Commission uh, adopted the revised vertical block exemption regulation and the UK uh, adopted its own draft vertical agreement block exemption order um, earlier in May. And here in that context, we also see um, some similarities, but also some points of divergence. Uh, what it means um, is really that um, companies uh, operating uh, across uh, the UK and, and Europe. Uh, we need to ensure compliance uh, with both European and uh, UK regulations, uh, given this broad scope of powers. Um, and, and this is the case in relation to day-to-day -day operations, um, as we've discussed, parallel investigations, uh, but also mergers. And, and really what's interesting from my perspective is um, we'll have to see uh, how it evolves in terms of consistency of process and, and regarding the outcome of investigations. Um, uh, consistency of process is really um, what are the rules, but in, in relation to the outcome, uh, there will be questions regarding specific market circumstances, uh, what evidence um, is provided, as you mentioned, Anna, uh, in relation to the need for cooperation and lack of access to the evidence gathered by other competition authorities. And obviously, what will be the assessment made of that evidence by the regulators? I think, Anna, uh, the, the sort of with the current, current government, um, I am definitely expecting there to be more divergence. I think it's clear from uh, the approach taken in relation to the Northern Ireland Protocol, for example, um, that we're going to see likely further divergence um, with um, the rules of the, the single market. Um, I mean, there have been ongoing talks about um, fixing practical problems and threats of unilateral renegotiation of the protocol. Um, and so I think that's an area in which we are going to see um, some further divergence from the EU rules. Okay. Well, thank you for those thoughts. I mean, we're clearly uh, seeing a lot that's going on in relation to the cartel and antitrust investigations, as well as mergers. And um, as you talked about, as the, the the political landscape in the different jurisdictions, which um, which is very relevant. And we've seen that as well, looking back in the context of how the European Commission and the US have coordinated and diverged over the um, over the years. So we'll maybe start to see a bit of that now between the UK and uh, and the European Commission as well. Um, there's a, obviously a lot going on and, and a lot to, to continue to watch, but um, by way of an overview of the post-Brexit landscape and, and some of the headline points and investigations, that was very helpful. So thanks very much. Um, so 
um, we'll we'll wrap up there and we'll look forward to, to seeing you on the next uh, Housefeld competition cast. Thank you.